When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lafondra looking to get side of Vaughn. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello, welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Dave Stevens is joining me this evening pretty shortly after the full-time whistle of the West Brom game before he heads down to Blue Collar himself. Dave, it's a long trip for you to come over to to the ding and Reading did not put in a performance that was really respective of that. Uh, yeah, it's not all about me, but um, they let me down completely. Yeah, They did. And they let us all down because 2-0 today and probably one of the weaker performances of the season so far uh, will just scroll back to in time shortly before kickoff to the lineup being announced and there was three changes today Dave Ince came back in to the starting lineup which probably wasn't that unexpected as did Junior Hoylet which probably also wasn't that unexpected given Sam Hutchinson's injury and the one which people probably wouldn't have seen coming was Joe Lumley was completely out of the squad today with uh, Dean Bazanis starting in goal yeah, un- unexpected um, in in the extreme, shall we say? I ne- never would have predicted that. Um, clearly, something's happened. Illness is the rumor, um, but uh, yeah, I do think that we we look a different side uh, without Hutchinson, and I think we look a very different side without Hutchinson and Lumley. So yeah, you you could tell in the uh, in the defense the uh, the changes were felt. It did feel a little less organized in that. That yeah. back back five unit, didn't it? Certainly, and I think, as you say, illness seems to be the the root cause of it. With Paul Ince not being available at the presser yesterday, and then not being at the game either today, some kind of a cold or a virus seems to be what has been reported. Hopefully, maybe we'll see them back on Tuesday, but no one's really going to know, are we? Until Tuesday at Swansea, whether that's going to be the case or not. There, there was rumours, Dave, that there were other players within the squad who were also potentially battling illness. Do you think that might have affected some of today's game and maybe was part of the reason we only saw one sub as well? Yeah, I mean, it, if you look at the performance, it was not the levels of energy that we've been used to. Um, we definitely didn't go for it as much as we have done in recent home games. And uh, yeah, the the one sub when the game was not going to plan, you'd have to suggest that maybe those on the bench weren't 100% either. Yeah, it's definitely potentially that. I, I'm not sure we can use it as a reasonable excuse for the kind of the level of 
performance and effort, but certainly there might be some kind of mitigating circumstances there. Uh, the first 25 minutes, Dave, today could probably be categorised similar to so many Reading openings this season where nothing really happened, did it, for the first 25 minutes? Yeah, it, it was an empty game uh, to start with. Um, if, if you were forced to pick somebody uh, of the two teams that was maybe having slightly better spell, um, you would you would choose West Brom. But did that mean for anything uh, in the end? No, <laughs> they didn't really do too much with it. And uh, naively, I thought to myself, you know, get through to halftime, nil-nil, and uh, we'll kind of see what we can do second half. But, you know, something's got to change because there's no energy, there's no application here. Yeah, um, I, think we did, I think we'd only given out one shot in that first 25 minutes and it was kind of a, a pot shot from the edge of the area which whistled over the Very bar. early as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Apart from that, I, I don't think we'd actually given up a chance before the first goal went in and then it almost comes from, from nothing, really. It's a cross-field pass over to, to Phillips and it's it. this is probably... Uh, Nesta Guinness Walker of, of early season, not the Nesta Guinness Walker we've seen in, in recent weeks. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it, it wasn't one of his stronger games. And the goal here is is probably one which it's down to him to just defend this. It, it to let the ball come past him there isn't isn't ideal. Yeah, the the initial interaction he has isn't great. He doesn't recover from it. Um kind of bit of a gift shall we say to give the chance away not to say that it was an own goal or a tap in you know that the the lad had work to do still but the fact that the defending from from Guinness Walker kind of presented the chance McIntyre too slow to come across to cover and uh Bizanis harsh on him because between Guinness Walker and McIntyre he's probably got his view obscured somewhat but to be beaten at your near post um you still not, don't want to be, you still don't, yeah, you still don't want to be beaten at your dear post there. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a I don't think it's a particularly difficult uh save to be making at your near post. Yeah. I think it almost appears like Bazanis has been caught out and he just doesn't expect the ball to ever go in at the near post there. Uh yeah. you don't just expect him to shoot across. So it's like he's just yeah. been just completely fooled by the fact that Phillips has stuck it in that corner and it almost uh, rolls in is the wrong word, but it it doesn't really look like Phillips has had to put like a particularly difficult amount, a uh, difficult finish into it. He hasn't had to put a lot of power into it. He's just yeah, he hasn't fizzed it across. He's no, just, he's, he's sort know, of decent connection, post, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good like it's a good finish from him. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's it's disappointing to go one 0 down there just on the basis that we we weren't matching West Brom, but we we, ne- we we didn't look like we were being outplayed by them particularly. We just didn't ever look like we were at the same level as them, though, either, for that first 25 minutes before they took the lead. So it was, it was disappointing mm-hmm. because it felt like they weren't they weren't playing well enough necessarily to have, to have taken the lead there, I think. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the performance from both teams' first half was a nil-nil performance. <laughs> that, yeah. That's how you would sum it up. Yeah, I mean, Reading Reading improved. I would say Reading improved after the first goal went in for the remainder of the first half. 
I'm not sure that's saying a lot in terms of yeah. overall performance there because the, before the goal went in, we weren't very good. Like, yeah, it was we, we were well off the pace and we lacked our sloppy. ideas. That was it. Yeah, yeah, we, we lacked yeah. so many ideas creatively, and we have for a, you know a good portion of the season from open play, we've really struggled to create a lot of chances. Uh, although we've scored goals, we are we are struggling to create chances from open play. And I think the remainder of that first half after we went 1-0 down, you did see it uh, again. Yeah. We we, did, we don't really know how to create. And th- maybe this is, is going to be uh, an argument for a game later down the line, but I'm, I'm really not convinced that Zhao and Carroll is a good partnership. I don't know whether it's one that you want to persist with for that much yeah. longer. The, the chemistry is not there, as they say. Um, the, there were moments where there were kind of good knockdowns from one to the other, but the other wasn't there. There were there just wasn't a lot of gelling between the two that you would expect from a strike partnership. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a question that has to be asked. Jout uh, does okay in the remainder of that first half. He has one half chance where Hoylet puts a ball in across and I don't really think that, that Jao could do any better, Dave, with the header where he, he kind of slices his header right across the, the goal. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very difficult chance to, for him to to do much better from. He gets across his man, but it's never never really going to trouble the keeper, I think, from that kind of angle. The one uh, talking point from the remainder of the first half, and I, I don't know whether it's going to necessarily be raised online or really discussed afterwards, Andy Carroll gets run through completely. I, I want to say it was a corner, but now I think about it, it might have been a long throw-in potentially uh-huh. from Guinness Walker at one point late on in the first half. And Carroll is, is standing two yards away from the goal or a yard away from the keeper or something like that. And the keeper runs through him. Yeah. Just completely. He, he and then Carroll hasn't even yeah. really gone up for the header, has he? No, he hasn't had a chance. Um, he gets completely blindsided by it. And uh, yeah, I know it's easy in a game like this to start saying, well, we should have had a penalty. Like what's the ref doing? But that was pretty clear that um, no one played the ball. No one tried to play the ball. There was no jumping involved. He just gets completely pile drive. Yeah. I'm impressed that we've made it nine minutes into this podcast, by the way, without mentioning the referee, because the first half, the referee was absolutely shite. Absolutely terrible. Nothing else. Worse in a long time. Terrible. And and the, the worst part about it is I don't want to talk about the referee because if you look at the balance of how we played, we deserve to get beat because we didn't play well. But yeah. you look at it's... it and there are so many moments that the referee did poorly that you have to mention it. Yeah, it's 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 not an excuse in any way today that we've, you know, not picked up points because of the ref, because it's not. With that isn't the reason that we've not got any points. But the referee was, he was really bad. And there yep. were so many chances, or there were so many moments where the referee definitely influences the game. Yeah, and it it, complete, it does change the the way that the game plays out, even if it isn't the big decisions that he doesn't give. Um, the small decisions, you know, are obviously going to affect how the game game plays out as well. Anyway, it, it broke up the play a lot of times as well. It was a very stop start game as a result of him pulling up things that really. We're nothing yeah, for both teams, really. But, you know, we we felt, I think, on balance, the brunt of it. And certainly, yeah, I agree. For certainly the first half, that was the case. And, I mean, we'll move on. The second half, Reading improved, 
I, I, I think no doubt the second half was better than the first half. And that first 15 or 20 minutes, we did have West Brom kind of pinned into their own own half and we did have most of the pressure. And it was an improvement, Dave, right? Yeah, definitely a bit more energy, a bit more cohesion to what we were doing. Um, but one thing I will say is that compared to some recent games, we we seem to be a bit, bit reluctant to make that final pass. Um, we we were kind of turning back towards our own goal a bit more than we've seen this season. And I think that that was probably the, the main frustration, um, especially as we went into that second half where the tempo did pick up, but it didn't really translate to, you know, chances in that final third as much as you would have expected. No, we, so we were at what minutes, minute, what minute were we up to? 65 66 i think it was about 65 66 minutes um before andy carroll came off and we still hadn't had a shot on target during the game uh, a couple of minutes later after yakimate came on and we lose the ball about 30 yards away from goal 35 yards away from goal hendrick kind of just gets caught by by gardner hickman here and I've watched this back and maybe it's a foul against Hendrick. Maybe it's not. I, I'm really like on the fence about it, which is not great on a podcast, I'm sure. Do you think it's a foul or do you think Hickman wins the ball here, Dave? Uh, real time at the game, I was convinced it was a foul. I couldn't believe he hadn't given it. I was livid. I've just watched it back moments ago and... I'm in this middle ground where I actually don't think it was a foul to be like, if I'm being objective, something like that, you probably want that to be let go. It wasn't enough to be like a, a full on foul. However, referencing the referee again, the way he refed the first half, that was the type of challenge he was giving over and over and over again. So there's no consistency there. Yeah, he would have given that in the first half if it was against us. <laughs> yeah, if that had been if that had been Hendrick making that tackle in the first half, it would have been pulled up, no doubt. Absolutely. Sure. So uh, you know, it objectively, no, it wasn't a foul. I don't think it wasn't bad enough that you would pull it back. But yeah, it, it sticks in the crawl, as they say, because um, because of the fact the the actual goal itself. I mean, it's a difficult one for, for us to kind of like look at too much because there's so much there's so much space because of the fact that I guess Holmes and Yeardom, who are the only two players behind the ball at this point, neither of them are expecting Hendrick to lose it there. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, absolutely just acres of space for, for Gardner Hickman to run into. And yeah, granted, he has to finish from what twenty-five yards, and it's a good, good strike. But this is West Brom's second chance on target, and we're two 0 yeah. down after seventy minutes. It, it's disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, like the, the old uh, ice hockey saying: "The uh, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take." They sh they scored one hundred percent of the shots they took. It's it was very very frustrating that. It wasn't like they hammered us and we held them off and then we conceded two or, um, you know, some of them went their way and some didn't. Literally, they had two chances. They scored them. They won 2-0. It's ridiculous. Um, Bazanis. Uh, but the funny thing is, is they, they yeah. we, we still can't, we can't take it away from them because they, no. we didn't. We it's didn't an efficient performance. 
yeah, we didn't. We, no. we had multiple chances. We took none of them, you know. So, you know, it's not a criticism of, of West Brom, but it, it's very frustrating to be on the losing end of a 2-0 scoreline where they basically had two chances to score and they did. Yeah. And after that, West Brom, I don't think they left their half, really, up until... Sat the, in, yeah. sat deep. Fair play Stop. to them. 2-0 up, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, they pretty much sat deep. And Reading, I mean... We didn't have necessarily, I don't think, any options really to, to try and change the change the game, did we? There was, I mean, Shane Long was on the bench, but who knows if he's, you know, fit enough to come in. And you've got Fauna, but apart from that, I mean, I don't really think there was any options on the bench to try and like change how that game was going. Mm-hmm. I mean, Reading did react after the second goal, Dave. It, yeah. it, there was chances. I mean, I, I've not. We're not going to go through every single one because there's not really any any benefit to anybody listening for for us to discuss them all. But there was, I would say, five or six shots on target in the last 12, 13 minutes. Probably the best, or the first one at least, maybe not the best, but the first one was Mayday with a snapshot from about sixteen or seventeen yards. And their keeper suddenly, although he hasn't had anything to do the entire game, he suddenly just turns up as some someone who's just can't be beaten yeah it, it's kind of funny for for a keeper that basically was probably getting a little chilly for uh 70 minutes pulled it out of the bag at the last 20 minutes when he had a future future face and uh dealt with it very capably um i mean they were good chances i don't think the reading players involved in each of those five or six chances did too much wrong uh it's not like a glaring miss or or whipping it over the bar when you, when you've got a great chance they were getting them on target the keeper was making saves the ball just wouldn't go in today so yeah very frustrating it's it's yeah it's one of those moments where you you think if you'd done this at 1-0 and you'd given yourself an hour to try and come back into the game eventually yep. one of these probably is going to fall your way and it's going to go in but when you've given yourself 10 minutes and you've got to score twice mm-hmm. it's 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 such a difficult task at that point and it really is. And especially at the end there as well. Um, there was one promising, basically two, two in short order, Nesta Guinness, Walker and McIntyre combined uh, to get into a promising position. McIntyre gets booked for diving when he gets fouled. I don't think that was a dive. I think he was fouled outside of the box. And then uh, Nesta Guinness Walker gets into the box with, he did very well actually, like two or three times it looked like he'd lost the ball, but he managed to get it back from the challenge. He goes into the box, and I haven't seen this one back, but I do think that was a foul. I do think that was a penalty. I think he gets taken out. His legs get taken. I'd really like to see the Nesta Guinness Walker one back. I haven't seen it. I've tried to yeah. find it, but there's no highlights. It's, yeah. it's not on all the highlights packages, which is strange because I think it has a pretty decent shout for a penalty. And again, did we deserve it? Did we do enough to earn it? No, we're not saying that, but that probably was a penalty. And 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 that was in that moment of when we were actually trying to apply ourselves a little bit at last. I'll give myself a part. I'll give us both a pass, given that we were literally 100 yards away down the other end of the stadium if it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. However, I, I've got great eyes though, so I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, like, we I should look it back. Right. It maybe, but it looked pretty solid. Yeah, yeah I just feel like it, I don't. I mean, I, I had a message saying it, it looks like he was trying to win a penalty, and I, right. I'm always a bit like, well, if a player's trying to win a penalty, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like a player should try to win a penalty in yeah. 
because it, it only benefits their team normally. So why wouldn't they be looking for it? Yeah. Um, like if he's not diving, he's like just hoping that someone takes him out. What's wrong with that? <laughs> uh, yeah. If it was a penalty, it's just one more that the referees probably missed. If it wasn't a penalty, we, as you say, we, we probably didn't deserve it anyway. So yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing really fell for us in that last 15 minutes. And I think it's just a game where we just, it's one you're just going to have to kind of hopefully just move on from. Um, it's the first time we've lost back-to-back league games this season. And it's it's disappointing that that's happened, but we are, what, over a third of the way into the season. It's the first time it's happened. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I really, I struggle with that line because we're going to use it, like, so much because we've started so well. But, yeah, we're still... I think we're still sixth or seventh in the table currently, I want to say. Right. I, I think the thing is, it, it's not... a bit of a reality check for those that were like, oh, yeah. why does Paul Lynch keep saying our target is just staying up? It's because it is our target and, and it is we, realistic to be that way. Yeah. We, we, we basically came up against a team with better quality players who managed to, to see the game out despite not playing very well themselves. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where we are. And yeah, I, do we I all think... wish that Steve Bruce had lasted one more game? Because apparently he just made them so miserable they threw it away. Yes, yes, we do. But I think Andy yeah, Carroll. That's a quality score. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, may, maybe he shouldn't have said what he said. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite the guaranteed three points that Andy Carroll promised um, if if Steve Bruce had remained in charge, but. Yeah, we're still still in the top six. Um, the table is very tight, though. At this point, it's it's incredibly tight from sixth down to about sixteenth. Is I think it's sixth down to sixteenth is separated by four points. So, you know, winning two, losing two in a row is is easily an easy way to to just jump jump up and down the league very very quickly at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, even we, like our opponents on Tuesday, uh, Swansea, they're on a rich run of form. We're starting to think, oh, is this a bad time to play? And they lost 4 0 today. So it, yeah. it's a very strange period of time in the, in the championship. So, yeah. I, 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 I think what, it kind of just illustrates the fact that there's not that many good teams in the championship this year. It's, yeah, very it's true. very, very just mid level average for probably 16 to 18 of the teams. They're just. They're very, very bang average teams, um, which for us, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, we move on to Swansea on the Tuesday night away from home. Um, midweek away game, Dave. We're not, let's be honest, we're not that good at, at midweek games normally. We struggle. So yep. um, are you confident that we'll pick up any points against Swansea? It's a tough one. Um, am I fully confident no um i don't think we're we've worked out enough about this team to know what to expect um i i don't think it's guaranteed that we'll lose uh, which is nice uh, because i think there are certain points in recent years where that would have been the case um we've got a chance of picking up a point or or maybe all three um but i i'm not sure i'm ready to be confident about a win at this point i think that's one thing from today which um i will take you know, if I had to pick out a positive, one thing I will say is we didn't collapse and it was yeah. similar against QPR. We lost against QPR and it was last minute and it was disappointing and we've lost today and it's, yeah, disappointing. 
But one thing which was leveled at Reading after the first, whatever it was, three or four losses this season is uh, they only they only know how to lose by three nil or four nil, and they only they only yeah. lose when they get battered. And actually, like, yeah, today we've lost two nil. But the West Brom batterers did they create twenty chances and deserve to beat us four or five nil? Probably not. No. It, it's, it, you're going to lose games that you know all season, and if we lose games one or two nil, then that's better than losing three or four nil. That's just like that's yeah. the point. Especially, especially if we do have that response and we do then come back in in a subsequent game. Yeah, fair enough. As as long as we're minute winning enough that we can get to. 50 points. Yeah, 50 points overall and maybe halfway there by November. That'd be nice, you know. Um, we, that'd be good. I think I think in my head of like after the start we had I think of, I think I said if we can get to just um, 28 28 29 points by by the World Cup. Yeah. We we've given ourselves a very very good chance to stay up. Um we'll yeah, we'll we'll be back after the Swansea game on Tuesday. Uh Matt Lansley will be back tomorrow evening i think uh with a podcast featuring swans cast media swans cast podcast i can't remember the exact name of their podcast but we'll have a quick opposition preview for anybody who is not going down to the swansea.com stadium on tuesday uh to be able to check out what their fans make of their team season so far because they've been very up and down Uh, dave you'll be there on tuesday We'll be back on Wednesday with a review. And until then, we hope you all have a great weekend. Cheers.